Top of the morning, Dan and Amy. And if you thought uh, the Kavanaugh confirmation hearing the other week was a disgraceful circus, then just wait until Monday. Oh, my goodness. When his high school accuser and Judge Kavanaugh appear before the Senate Judiciary Committee to respond to the allegations that had been made public by Miss Ford that she was uh, forcibly groped and uh, accosted by Judge Kavanaugh when he was 17 and she she, was 15 and they were at uh, neighboring prep schools. And she said that if he when he put his hand allegedly put his hand over her mouth, she thought he would inadvertently kill her. Mm -hmm. And that was a big deal. And her attorney yesterday went on every morning show and talked about how her client was the victim that she was almost raped. On the therapist notes from a few years ago when she recounted this, states that it was an attempted rape. My question to you is, does she consider this an attempted rape? She does. Um, She clearly considers this an attempted rape. She believes that if it were not for the severe intoxication of Brett Kavanaugh, she would have been raped. And uh, remember, if you think this is uh, proper, that uh, this should be publicly aired and uh, the uh, Torquemadas of the U.S. Senate should have a chance to interrogate both her and Kavanaugh on this matter specifically, the reason the hearing is going forward on Monday is because of Republicans. Uh, Because after this allegation was made public and a name attached, you had Jeff Flake in Arizona uh, say, I can't vote for Kavanaugh without a full vetting of this. And Collins and Murkowski also expressed some uneasiness, uh, which uh, goes to <laughs> Mark Stein's question, rhetorical though it may be, about this whole matter. If you were Judge Kavanaugh, would you want to bet your future on the spines of GOP senators? Should this hearing even be happening based on the information that's been made public to this point? Uh, that's a question for our next guest, David Harsani, senior editor at TheFederalist.com, also the author of the book First Freedom, A Ride Through America's Enduring History with the Gun from the Revolution to Today. Uh, his piece on topic at TheFederalist.com, Democrats have made sure that Brett Kavanaugh will never get a fair hearing. David, thanks for joining us again. Appreciate it. That was a pleasure. Thanks. So um, you uh, make the point in your piece I just referenced. Republicans can accede to as many hearings as Democrats demand, and it won't alter any of the liberal rhetoric or perceptions of partisans. Should this hearing even be happening? Uh, Probably not, um, especially when we consider the way that uh, the letter was leaked and specifically, in my mind at least, it was specifically intended to make sure that they could delay these hearings and hopefully in their from their view, delay them until the midterms where they can possibly take back the majority and stop Republicans from pushing, you know, from non, from confirming any kind of conservative judge. So I, I think there's two aspects. Is there's the, the claim, and then there's the way the Democrats handled it. Now, obviously, the Democrats handled it in a way that is partisan and undermines process and due process and uh, is meant to smear uh, Kavanaugh and not really give him a, a proper chance to to defend himself. Yeah, but even, I mean, President Trump had a very measured and I thought fair response. Now that this is out here, you know, yes, we'll take the time to hear from from both sides. And, and Kellyanne Conway said that, too. That, you know, she said yesterday that we sh- this woman should not be insulted, but she believes that both need to be heard uh, once they're sworn in under oath. 
I mean, don't you think some of their hands were tied? If you're on the Judiciary Committee, you have to, now that new evidence has been presented, you have to hear it out. As nasty and gross as it may be, because I, I, I would rather not hear it, but now that it's out there, we have to. Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm unsure. I, I, think, I think it should be done in private, uh, under oath, Let's let let people get you know hear hear the stories of both and and, and present some kind of evidence, but because Democrats insist on a public hearing, it's because they like the circus. There's no winning for a Republican in that situation. It just simply isn't because she's going to give her story and there's no way to really contest it. It's her. It's what she says, and 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 nothing Kavanaugh says is going to change anyone's mind who who doesn't you know has already said they're going to vote no for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know how useful it's going to be. What about the, what, what about the standard here too? The question as to the standard, taking her allegation as true for the sake of argument, is that something that should be disqualifying to serve on the high court? No, I mean, there has to be some level. There has to be some due process here. If if I, I'm not saying that it, that listen, things happen in the past, and there are very good reasons why women don't come forward. That's clear to me. Um, but there are also women who, who make up things for, for political reasons or have other motivations to do so, or they exaggerate things or, you know, or they accentuate certain aspects of something that happened. That, that's also true. And to destroy a career or to, to judge someone, it's only on a moment from many years ago, um, in this way, it, it to me seems incredibly unfair, for lack of a better word. So. Um, I don't know if that's – first of all, it's, only, it's an oscillating standard that only will, will, will apply to Republicans. I know that for sure um, because I, I, I've seen how it works in the past. Yeah. But I just think it's also a dangerous one, especially when we have really no evidence or proof that this happened. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, Democrats uh, demanding uh, that uh, Keith Ellison step down as deputy uh, chairman of the DNC, uh, the Minnesota Republican uh, Democrat Party, saying he, he should step down as their nominee for attorney general. And I'll tell you what, the difference is, if you actually uh, take stock of the evidence and the context, is um, I found the allegations against Keith Ellison, who I revile as a political figure, I didn't find them compelling at all. I, I, I didn't think that they lo- rose to the level that he should be forced from his candidacy for attorney general or forced from his seat for Congress, not based on what was presented so far by the ex-girlfriend and her son. But we, but it, we can't do any of that just based on the evidence. We all have to look at it through our political and partisan prism, don't we? Uh, of course. I mean, I hate to bring up Norm MacDonald here, but the other last week, I think it was, he mm-hmm. said it went from we must listen to women to we must believe every single woman. And that's a dangerous standard to set. It's, it's, not, it's un-American. Now, you know, it's gross to even wade into these things. I actually, I hate it. You know, I really do because I don't know for sure, and I can never know. We'll never know. Um, but typically, someone who acts in that way, who's allegedly going to rape someone, is, is has the intent to rape someone, would have some sort of history later on in life. There would be other cases that would come up. You, it doesn't seem to me. I'm not a psychiatrist. It doesn't seem to me that someone who acts in that way simply does it one time and never again. There, there's a pattern of behavior with Bill Clinton or. Or, or maybe Roy Moore, maybe, or, you know, others as well, that, that were sort of more than one allegation. And here we only have this one, so it, it becomes a little, it's, you know, it's a little difficult to just take her word for it and move forward. Well, what for about me, S- Senator Orrin Hatch? Because I'm in his camp thinking that she maybe this did happen to her, but she has the wrong guys. She pinned Mark Judge wrongly and Kavanaugh wrongly. Is that yeah. any? 
Is that possible in your mind? I don't know. I mean, it's all there. It's possible. I don't know. I mean, you know, how can I? How, how can we really know? I, I don't. I don't know. Is my answer to that? What would? It, what, what do you think the consequences would be? The fallout would be, if for some reason you did have two Republican senators uh, go south on Kavanaugh and vote against him. He doesn't get confirmed. What's the ripple effect, or <laughs> perhaps more than ripples? Well, I just want to say, my, I think what's happening and, and politically is that they're going to move forward, hear everyone out, and then and vote and for, unless something dramatic happens, vote for him anyway. I mean, that's what I feel is happening. Yeah. If they don't, and they don't push through a nominee, and then they lose the Senate or lose the needed votes, mm-hmm. um, I think that's just a massive disaster for Republicans moving forward. I mean, I cannot... I can't imagine how poorly that will play with people who really cared about the Supreme Court, meaning I think Donald Trump ran on the Supreme Court more explicitly than any candidate probably in modern history. He gave us a list. He went down the list. And uh, maybe he picked the wrong guy. I don't know. But right now, it's just generally pretty much a disaster. Uh, yeah, well, the concern I would have is this goes the way that oh, Obamacare repeal and replace went. I mean, you know, Jeff and another Arizona senator, this time Jeff Flake, and, you know, maybe take Susan Collins with him, you know, who's not exactly the most stout of heart on these matters. So um, it, it, the other interesting aspect of this, if he does get confirmed or if he doesn't, um, but Republicans hold the Senate in November, there's a lot of rumors that suggest Clarence Thomas, if Republicans are still in charge of the Senate, would retire next year. And so this opens up yet uh, another fight. I mean, so. You know, Republicans need to understand that um, retreating from one fight just sets you up to retreat from the next one. Yeah, I mean, I think there's two points to be made there. One is that you're setting a precedent that is really incredible. You're saying that one, any any accusation from any time automatically disqualifies someone if it's made by the right sort of person. That's just a terrible way to move forward. Yeah. And secondly, that part of this is at least I think Democrats are, are what Democrats are doing is undermining the legi- legitimacy of the court itself, because now no matter what Kavanaugh does, they're going to continue to refer to him as an alleged, you know, a would-be rapist or whatever, and they're going to talk about it in a way that, uh, especially when it comes to women, you know, Roe v. Wade or whatever, that there's an illegitimacy to the court, and that's been their sort of strategy from the beginning, even before these allegations came to light. Yeah, I just it's it's so obvious what they're doing, and it's also so obvious that so few Republicans have the willingness to fight and call it uh, plainly for the American people to bring them along with an under to, to to an understanding of the dynamic at play here. It's sort of remarkable to me um, how uh, well, as uh, Mark Stein said, uh, how spineless so many GOP senators are. David Harsani, senior editor at thefederalist.com, author of the book First Freedom. A Ride Through America's Enduring History with the Gun from the Revolution to Today. David, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you for having me. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line.